In tune with myself on it, my mind. November has come. Welcome to the submergency. Off, I wanted to say it. <laughs> we're looking for that. I wanted to say it. That's a great way to, to start them. Uh, we're, we're, we're kicking it off with another emergency episode. We've an emergency convention of the Hallelujah Monkeys Quorum is here. Right, an emergency meeting um, featuring. Live episode um, MVP Max Stenstrom back in action. What's happening, Hallelujah Monkeys? He's in the studio. I'm in his bedroom. We're recording this. You know, it's an emergency episode. We it said all bets are off. I was like, Dylan, I'm gonna probably be grabbing dinner with Max. Then do you want me to invite him on the show to talk about what we're gonna be talking about? And he was like, <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah, bring him. That'd up. be cool. Bring him up. Yeah. And here the three of us are. We got a little a little family going here. I'm pretty sure this is the quorum, <laughs> right? We could make official governing decisions as how we could. Right Something we could. Yeah. 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 All right. I vote that we call it quits after 20 seasons. <laughs> Where do you think we'll be at by season 20? I mean, all Marky Smith. Season 20 is just Marky Smith's body of work. It'll be a great way to go out. Uh, Our last episode is him coming on the show. Trevor, why, why tonight? Why an emergency? What happened? What's going on? Is everybody okay? Did Damon Albarn die? He said he was running out of time. <laughs> he did, and uh, but but no. Instead, we um, ran out of time waiting for the Super Deluxe Edition bonus track because people have finally started getting their Super Deluxe Edition copies of Humans. About and time. About time, right? And what more? And, so now, and what more? They gave out download codes. Which I was not expecting. The That's fucking amazing. beautiful angels that are the gorillas' vinyl handling team. They got this. That's so they wonderful. It. This was Damon himself, right? He was in the. He was the one pressing all the vinyls, <laughs> yeah. and that's why it took so long for this to come <laughs> out. Absolutely, absolutely. He's just looking up from all that wax, wiping sweat off his brow. <laughs> Blimey, I gotta get all these records out. Yeah, <laughs> smiling behind his weird gold tooth. Uh, uh, yeah. So we've been, we've been, we've been trying to digest this, this. Abundant 45 minutes of New Gorillas material that dropped today, Trevor. It's 45 minutes and abundant, but it still feels too slight for an entire episode. Hence this little spur-of-the-moment recording session. Yeah. Sure, why not? Also, yeah. it's just fun to do things this fast, you know? Yeah. yeah fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> exactly, the Bill O'Reilly special. Maxton. Yes. I understand that you, you just uh, listened to these in the, in the car on the way to the recording session. Is this true? Uh, I, I gave it a little skim uh, whenever Trevor sent it to me this morning, and sure. uh, I had my thoughts on it then. But after I get after I've given it the whole complete um, uh, blown speaker car listen through, I have some more opinions that are a little different. I, I gave it a car. I gave it the car test too. Is that a thing from the movie Once? Where they have to, <laughs> where they have to listen to it in the car to make sure that it holds weight. I made sure. I did headphones. I did sound system. You know, I gave it its due diligence. Once is a Broadway musical or a movie adapted from a Broadway musical about people writing songs, right? I feel like that's funnier if people know. And I, <laughs> I, and I wonder how much crossover there is with Gorillaz fans and musical theater. Mm, I don't know. There's there's some like theater seeming young ladies who seem to be very into at least Tootie and Murdoch being in a relationship together. Uh, <laughs> who isn't? Well, true, true. Uh, so so we we, we convened, and I think we do have adjectives, right? I do. Yes, I I prepared some like right before we started recording. Somebody better slowly be building out the Hallelujah Monkeys wiki 
and archiving all of these great <laughs> adjectives that we're coming up with, Trevor. We definitely could get somebody on the Discord to do that, right? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. so. Anyway, what are your three words? Okay, I'll go first. I'll go first. I think that, that uh, it shouldn't be hard to back up two of these. I may need to explain a third, but we'll see. Um, international, noisy, okay, and, yeah. and finally nostalgic. Does that work for you, or do I need to back that up? You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to yeah, walk to me through that, on one, that buddy. a little bit. I feel like these songs are time and place specific. I think at times we're in the 1990s, and times we're mm. in the mid 1980s. Once or twice, I feel like we're in the 1970s on this record, and I'll point them out as we get there. But I feel yeah, like please, I'm I'm interested. In I this. already don't disagree with you. There's a haze of of pop music history that kind of wafts in and out of these songs in an interesting way. Uh, okay, Trevor, hit me with them. Give me give me your three best shots. <laughs> well, I've got um, and I think this one relates to noisy a little bit. Industrial. Oh uh, yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Disposable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And this one I might want to save towards later in the podcast once we've like talked everything out. Educational. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So you'll Very you'll you'll back that up as we move through these tracks. Then. I think so, yeah. Okay. Very interesting. I feel yeah. that. Anyway, do you want to start talking about these things? You know what? Let's just do a quick meta level and just give give our quick impressions of like how do we feel about this as a release as a collection of songs before we even start in on each one. Okay, I mean I'll come right out the gate and say it. I think this is like by far like the weakest collection of Gorilla songs. I don't know if I agree with you. Really interesting. I, I think we might be coming down on separate sides of this one. I think mm. we might, but I, I'm going to need some time. Mm. I'm going to need some time. Oh yeah, I mean, of course, me too. I'm sure maybe some of this stuff will grow on me, but already, I like first impressions. I don't feel like I ever need to listen to a couple of these songs again. Um, one and a half of these songs, I might agree. <laughs> there's, okay. there's serious. I think there are some serious like rough uncut diamonds in there i think there might okay, be sure there are definitely like you know i'm as with any girls material i'd rather we have this stuff than not you know sure, of course of course and there are definitely some stuff here that i really enjoy how about you maxton what's your what's your give me your meta your your overhead what do you think here there's some gems in here, but I kind of really identify with Trevor's disposable comment. Sure. Um, I, I definitely get the vibe that, like, these are lots of, you know, unfinished collaborations or, you know, instrumentals that Damon was going to sing on and then didn't and just things he had lying around uh, during the making of this record. Um, it, it, it feels... Um, like it's for the completionist. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I guess I can't. I can't really disagree with you there, Maxton. Yeah. Like I, I think that more so than on the two releases that it compares to, just in context, which I guess would be uh, D sides and G sides. I think here I'm more aware of the process of like, okay, I'm moving on from this. I'm not taking this any further than I was yeah. with the material on those two. You know, the, which is interesting because this has more tracks than both doesn't it i think so i think yeah so. yeah yeah it's, it's not quite as um maybe it equals out to around the same length but obviously minus disc two yeah. just, just yeah, so yeah. i'm not just so i'm not being vague about this at all the thing that i might i might like this more than g sides i'm not sure hmm. but i yeah, might definitely not for me i might like hmm. this as a collection of songs more than i like g sides but no uh, but Ask There's me again in a week, and, and who knows? Who knows? It doesn't. It's like these are like similarly sketchy to G side, but I don't really like the textures and colors Damon is using here as much as uh -huh. that one. 
well, don't think the songs by themselves are as strong as D side, and like it definitely isn't as like thematically rich as the fall. Uh, maybe. But we'll again, say. it's like it's a very different animal from any of those releases. Too, it really at the same uh, time. And really than like, any Gorillas release, I think. There's the thing, though, is like some of these were finished after Humans was finished. Like yeah, Garage yeah. Palace, mm. the Drum Special. Oh, yeah. Some of these mm. have like these sessions, I think, date back to the Human sessions. But the weaving them into songs, I think, comes later. So it's an interesting and unique thing. Let's get into the. Yeah, I think. Sure. I think when I think when you and I discussed the Busted and Blue. And uh, Andromeda special versions when they were released on the uh, Japanese edition. Yeah, I think we did speculate that oh, these are probably like new pieces that Damon created out of some like you know unused parts of old songs. Like the drum special clearly is. Absolutely, and I think yeah. you know there's there's times on this record where I think there's some stuff like that happening. Um, okay, you want to just dive in? Should we just dive in? Yeah, let's talk Long about Beach. Uh, let's talk about Long Beach. Long Beach. I think this is great. I think this is off kilter. It feels very gorillazy to me. Uh, I think you SoundCloud MCs should totally jump on this beat. I think it totally works. Uh, <laughs> it is. It's a very good rap beat. I like it a lot. It's very kind of chill and nice. Like, can you imagine a Vince Staples verse over this? That sure. Would be sick. You know what I was imagining? You know the MC that I was imagining? Who? I was imagining Earl Sweatshirt on this beat. And oh, I think he hell really yeah. Away it's with funny that. that you say him because I would thought that this sounded very Tyler the Creator. Certainly. Yeah. Very odd future. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. Yeah, that kind of West Coast, like, buzzing sound to it that's, like, Long been popular. Beach. Yeah. And that absolutely. little beat where, the, where the, the beat drops out and that little key thing happens is very 2D and very cute. Feels very gorillas to me. The whole thing is very 2D. I mean, Sonically, this one has like a lot in common with the fall, definitely. Yes. What do you think this was, though? Like, sometimes the beat drops out in such specific places that it almost feels like maybe somebody did rap over this at some and point and we're just not off? getting that. Like, hmm. it's called Long Beach, and supposedly Snoop Dogg did sessions for this album. Gorilla's hmm. Conspiracy Theory get an acapella of um, Ascension and put Vince, Sta Vince Staples' verse <laughs> from that. <laughs> Over this, see how that works oh, out. I'm gonna try that. I think you'd have to do some real beat matching <laughs> trickery. Uh, well, somebody, somebody, get on it. Yeah. Where, where, where's Log S when you need him? At the end of all of our episodes now. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I think, this is a nice way to, to to kind of kick things off. And I will say, this is very of a piece, just like tone wise, with a lot of the other stuff in this collection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. tone wise, yeah. mood wise. It's funny you say kick this off though, because. I think I'm going to slot um, Sleeping Powder in as track number one on this compilation. Works like in great, my iTunes I think. Oh, the Trevor, the Trevor resequence has begun. Oh, I actually want to, I have a, I have a little featurette I want to add in later in the show once we've talked about all these tracks. So oh boy. Look forward great, to that. Awesome. Speaking of sequencing and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, like, do you think Sleeping Powder will ever get a home? Like on a commercial release? Like anywhere. This is where it belongs, yo. Like when you listen to it in the first slot before all these bonus tracks, it feels so natural. I haven't tried that. That would be interesting to do. It might really work there, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah. It does. I don't know, because we'll have to wait for the dust to settle on this whole Humans Tour album to really Certainly. understand the right. of all this. Certainly. That's, that's true. Maybe it'll end up maybe it'll end up on there. That would be nice. God, that would be cool work right because it was mm. written and recorded during human mm. who knows who knows what the future holds for gorillas do you think we'll get that tour album by the end of the year i mean he's still talking up a storm about it in the press so yeah i don't think i think we have to wait at least until next year i personally think he's going to write more songs than the european tour i but think you're right 
Damon, come through with that trifecta, though. Come on, three girls' albums in one year. Let's do it. You can do it. You can do it. So nice. Really crazy. Anyway, speaking of really crazy, here's Columbia. <laughs> David, it's the yeah. police. They want you to stop playing whatever the fuck that is. Yeah, they want you to turn this fucking song off. <laughs> you know what my note was under this song? It just says, yikes. <laughs> how do you think how do you think the people who shelled out all that money for this super deluxe edition are feeling right now? How do you think they felt? sitting here listening to Columbians. Okay, here's where I'm going to talk about it. Okay, educational. I feel like this is an important experience for every Gorillaz fan to have, where you're like, oh, sweet. Deluxe edition bonus tracks. I'm going to go out of my way to get this, and it's going to be fucking awesome. And then, no, you know what you get? You get film trailer music. I'm going to sign up for, like, I'm going to sign up for this fan club. And I'm going to get this cool, this cool car, and, like, a new Gorillaz album. No, you're not going to get the car at all. And then you're going to get an album, which like a lot of people don't really like. And we're a lot of like, kind of disappointed by it. <laughs> The funniest part about this song is that it like pretends that it's winding down not once, but twice. And then yeah. picks it right back up and keeps going. <laughs> I really like the first 30 seconds of this song. Like when I first heard it, I was like, nice, cool. I like this a lot. And then it just kept going and going. Oh, no, yeah. And I was like, Damon, stop. Yeah, how long is this song? Like four minutes it's or four, something? It's four minutes and it's just little squeaky noises. It's interminable. It, 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 to its credit, it's called Colombians and it definitely, at least in the rhythm department, does have a Latin American vibe to it. Oh yeah, definitely. Totally. It goes back to the universal thing you were saying, which I really agree with. I would really like to or hear like international rap. International, international yeah. yeah, international, not universal. I'd really like to hear um like little Sims over this. I think that'd be cool. Oh, I should have mentioned Long Beach. I think definitely does have that kind of like you know that that '90s California, not quite G funk, but leaning on that idea yeah. feeling to it. West you know what Coast. I mean? And here, even though it's not using a, like strictly a dembow rhythm, just the 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 mix of the type of synthesizers he's using and the Latin American beat patterns, it definitely makes me think of like you know mid aughts reggaeton style beats. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even though there is that very obnoxious whistling, which I believe Shelley like accused of being fart noises. They said this sounds yeah, sounds like they was farting and then he pitched it up really. That's high, something apt. like that. That's apt. Sounds like two little rodents running around. <laughs> it does not sound good. It does not sound good. Yeah. Shelly was not amused. So I'm never going to listen to this song again now that we've discussed it on the show. Yeah. Do you want to talk about duets? Duets? Yeah, yeah. This is an early fan favorite on a, on a straw poll that I saw earlier, Trevor. This is, um, this is top three for me. Really? Doesn't, yeah. It's not in my top three, but I... Do. Doesn't quite get there for you? I appreciate all the things that are good about it. And and number one on that list is we get some really good Damon tooth whistling. <laughs> and, that, and some Damon Albert spoken word. Yeah. Yeah. Like that For the lot. first time since, like, when? He goes, like, sleeping in a cold window. He says, window. Do it. It's very folksy. It's very folksy. Washed away. Yeah, love that. Is the Z a typographical way to highlight Damon's tooth whistle? Possibly duets. Hallelujah, monkeys. <laughs> monkeys. I love that little that little Casio line. is oh so cute. It almost great. sounds like it, could, it almost sounds like it could lead into like that opening synth part from moment. 
Almost. Yeah. And I I do love that Cassia part. I also love the way Damon sounds through that vocoder or auto tune or whatever he's throwing on there. Yeah, it really reminds me of that song Blue, the the Muramasa song that he was on earlier this year. Yeah, I know you're a big fan of that one. Huge fan of that song. And this gave me a similar vibe. Mm-hmm. It's got a the same kind of warmth and yeah, it's very pleasant. It's got I love the vibe on this one. This yeah. is yeah, this one's up there for me. Very this is pleasant. definitely one of the one of the ones I'd keep. It feels a little short to me. I don't know if it's because it's kind of two two sections uh, or because it's under three minutes, but it does feel a little short. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I could do another like minute of this one. More Damon spoken word, please. They're more that Casio line. That Casio line is so nice. I I, I totally agree. Yeah, it's like my favorite part of the song. I think is mm-hmm. that, that little instrumentation. It's so nice and, it, and it's pleasant. It's also a little kind of Mr. Softy's balloon ride act. A little bit. Hey, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. Yep. A little bit. Yeah, got that kind of very nostalgic vibe. Nostalgic. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. There you go. Absolutely. It's one of the words. That's one of the words. Midnight float. Uh, top three. Top three. This is the oh, top three absolutely. for me. Absolutely. Like number um, number. Number two with a bullet for me. Love it. Love it. The intro, uh, did you get this feeling? The intro gave me kind of a plastic beach ident feeling. Well, it's the same uh, field recording as the one used for Circle of Friends, right? It is. I'm pretty sure. It's like it, got some the, identical elements. Yeah, that crowd noise and that, that street, you know, atmosphere, that street ambience. It seems like it must at least be the same session. Yeah. But it's got that very humans big beat that comes in. Yeah, that kind of like uh, industrial rave up. I like that a lot. Very high energy, very... Love those, those sirens, those whirling textures. Real pumping. Uh, not so sure about Azekal's, or is it Azekal or Azekal? I don't, I don't know. know how you say it. Probably Azekal. Probably, right? Uh, yeah. I, I'm not so sure about some of his lyrics. He repeatedly says, now I got my headphones on. I'm never... I'm not a big fan of literally singing what's happening in the room. I, yeah. like, I like lyrics about headphones, though. That's one of my favorite Bjork songs. I guess, theoretically, the, the hook from Dare is about headphones, right? Uh, did, you, did you see I, uh, I, I messaged you? You did. Fucking Sean Ryder did an interview about this two days ago where they were like, hey, tell us about the vocals from Dare. He's what? like, oh, I'm going to okay. play the whole clip on Sunday. <laughs> Good, we're okay. going to hear that whole <laughs> clip on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> There's other elements of this song that appear on humans, of course. Right, there's like some sounds from moments, I think, right? Yeah, the shadows of the Well, there's that, and there's, hey, even there some, there's also some like instrumentation too, right? It sounds like there's like a similar, they throw in like a synth sample or something from it. That's what somebody told me. I did a listen through right before recording and I couldn't pick it out, but, I, but I'm still kind of letting a lot of these sounds settle. So you're probably right, because somebody else mentioned this tonight. A lot of these songs feel like they have like sounds in them that sound similar to stuff on humans and i don't know if it's like you know actual samples or if it's just like damon doing similar stuff with his ipad i think it could either be one you know but this makes shivers down my backbone forms a pair now with roots maneuvers who put the chemicals in the food tray and that electric shock sample too yeah of cannibalized guest performances that were recontextualized in other songs huh. right do you think that this would have been really early in the, a lot of the sessions that, that, that this was done or i wonder how this shakes out timeline wise or who knows maybe this isn't even what azakel recorded these vocals for in the first place true so that's totally possible we i feel like there's so much of this like comp that we're just never going to know about you know what this really gives me vibes of and this might be a slightly obscure reference to make but it really reminded me of like the first couple of albums from that that 
Neo Soul Singer The Dream. Really? Yeah, I've never listened to any of his solo stuff. Me either. Yeah, he's kind of better known as like a, a songwriter for other pop artists. I yeah, think, and a right? featured artist. <clears throat> but he did this kind of like very intimate, bedroomy, sparse kind of neo soul that that I think Abigail's doing really nicely. I actually really like how the, how his vocals are tracked on here. Yeah, I think he his performance on this is great. The way it sounds is really good. I love the ending. It's like so. It's really cathartic, you know. I don't know. I like the if you charted the vibes of the song as a line graph or something, it'd be very interesting because yeah, like, it's a dynamic one. You know, it starts kind of ambient and then it gets yeah. into like the big synth like rave up part, and then it goes back to being really ethereal when he comes in, and then Damon kind of meshes all the elements together at the end for just a really big, big strong finish. This feels like a, some really smart like studio editing of a lot of elements. Yeah, know? this is definitely one of the more fleshed out pieces here. I want to share something with you guys that happens to me a lot, but you know, I'm never on the show to talk about it. I, you know, before I just heard you guys talk about that, this is one, probably one of my least favorite songs on this record, but I just listen to you guys talk about these songs and I just gain a whole new level of appreciation for all of them, even if I don't like it. It's just like, oh, okay. Maybe I should look at it again. All the reasons that this song didn't work from you for you are totally valid. I think that Yeah. I think it's just a little it's a little goofy. I think I think I think that the, the rave up just kinda just doesn't get there the, for me the, personally. Yeah. Phase four is kinda goofy in it general is, though. Yeah. You gotta you kinda it just is. gotta embrace that. Yeah. <laughs> it, their album is called fucking humans with a Z at the end. <laughs> This is now more than it has ever been, like a cartoon band, I yeah. feel like. No, I can't and argue with like, that at all. Midnight Float Red is goofy for you. I'm sure that Grilling with a Space <laughs> couldn't have fared much better. This oh, one. yeah, Grilling this, with a Space. This one sucks. <laughs> this, this is like Death Grips with a Z. <laughs> Death Grips. <laughs> Death Grips with a Z. Oh, Jesus. Do you like this one? I don't. I feel like it just barely delivers on the meat. Like, <laughs> sure, but wouldn't you have loved a good gorilla song called Grilling with His Face? Sure, I would have. It's over quickly. Doesn't feel over quickly. It does to me. It, it's like, it, you know what? It, you know what this actually is? Talking about nostalgic, I mean, I already made the death from comparison, mm. but the way that this is like mixed, this feels like a fat boy slim song to me. Like, this, <laughs> I can I can see that. I oh, see that's, yeah, that's really apt <laughs> like too. one of those like you know mid album Fat Boy Slim cuts that yeah. nobody thinks about anymore. Yeah, you know? as an avid Fat Boy Slim fan, I completely agree. I couldn't agree more. I listen to those tracks, and that's so that's dead on. That's what this is, and that's that's maybe why I love this. It's just so. I think that's fair. This is good. We have a whole spectrum. We yeah, have, we yeah, have a, yeah. This is one of your favorites. I don't think this is one of my favorites, but it entertains me more than it seems to entertain anyone else. I'm just again, I'm never going to listen to this again now that we've spoken about it on the show. But yeah. Don't care for it's this not, one. I mean, it's not an amazing song. I'm never going to listen to it again now that we've spoken about I it. I don't the podcast. blame you, man. And we can I stop don't. talking about it because I have nothing more to say about it. Do you, Dylan? <laughs> uh, no. Great. So then let's talk about this alternate version of Charger. I'm not going to listen to this one again. This is not. No, I think it's. A lot of people don't like this one. You know who famously didn't like this one? Who? Uh, Grace Jones. <laughs> I I was linked to a story earlier about um from the Rolling Stone interview that Damon did about humans, I guess, which I forgot about. He talks about uh, taking the Charger demo to Grace Jones and playing it, and I think it was this version. 
And Grace uh. Jones was like, something's just not really working about this. And Damon's like, well, what is it? Is it like the keyboards, the, the snare sound? And she's like, it's this part. And like, she didn't want to say it's this vocal, uh-huh. but like Damon, like eventually understood. And so he took it off. So Grace Jones could like do the song. <laughs> I think Grace Jones does a great job, like both being a space alien and fitting in the song, like a, like a glove on a hand. I think that, I think the problem is Pauline Black is like, vibing over it she's like fighting with the song mm. trying to get space can i like challenge you on something yeah i think if this was mixed better you wouldn't feel that way because i think she's very high in the mix she's so high and in the it mix. sounds like she's on top of the song yeah if she was more like ingratiated into the way it sounds i think this would actually fit in really well and i would love to hear like you know somebody make a version that is the album version of charger maybe with this incorporated in as like a different kind of bridge i think that great jones is just she's otherworldly and bizarre and ageless and timeless and and pauline sounds like a, an over enthusiastic two-tone grandma on this song i'm not feeling what she's putting down like i said i think i think if this was presented if the presentation was better i think people wouldn't really be as down on this one as they she are. keeps saying i am the river and the water is wide that's that's a that's slightly grace jonesy as a lyric i like when she goes where is my ion charge that's not bad but like yeah again i'm never going to listen to this again this isn't for me this might be the only actual skip on this record for me although colombians comes close yeah so like for me hard skips are like colombians grilling with his face this one, I'm probably never going to listen to the drum special of Andromeda again Wait, either. what? No, no. This, no. this took on a whole new life for me, this drum special. Uh, yeah, no, same. Not really. Same. I no. love this. I I have a definitive version of Andromeda with drum, and it was the one we saw at the forum, and uh, this just isn't that. That gave this a whole new life for me. Not it, me. I agree with you, Dylan. I'm on your side. I think that the that the new synth line in there is, is is fine and serviceable, but I love that key solo at the end. I think that key solo mm-hmm. at the end is, is dynamite. I don't know who's playing it, but I think it's it's a fucking it's absolute fire. It's like Do you know I, what I love? I can't get enough of that little clap part that's added in that little extra eight oh eight clap thing. That's great. That's awesome. Like it's just I heard it and the first thing I said out loud to Trevor is they nailed like a '90s house vibe with yes, this. Like, yes, exactly. We're time tripping. This is so. This is so Chicago. And, and yeah, yeah. It just it feels so credibly that too. Like this, this to me feels like Twilight Tone, like totally in his element. You know, could not agree more. It is probably one of my favorite tracks on this collection. Trevor, give it give it one more spin for my sake and just focus in on that key solo at the end. I, think I will. Really I would really like it. a version of Andromeda that incorporates all the good parts of this song into it, but it, like this one just does not have enough for me to come back to it like independently. I'm not saying I wouldn't also like to have that too. I would right. too, of course. This is, this is wonderful, I think. I think uh, it's great. I really like it. I wouldn't get rid of it from like you know Existence. the world i might get rid of it from my like itunes library but i wouldn't rob you of having this yeah i don't know that I, that i'm ecstatic about this version of busted and blue that we have but i do think it has some interesting things about it that i'd like to talk to you about the lyrics sure. are all different right so the fire union busted and blue is as far as i can tell having looked at a at a fan translation of it um not related to the themes or the lyrics of Busted in Blue at all. 
at all. Isn't it about like war or something? Oh. I think it's about Syrian civil war. I think. Yeah. Wow. I think. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's it's interesting, and I think her voice is very beautiful. I agree with that. It's interesting to hear the choices that she makes melodically, having been kind of raised in a different musical tradition than, than Western musical tradition, because she's making choices that fit in that chord progression, but they're like never the choices that a Western artist would make it with the melody, you know? International. Sure. And I think that's interesting. I don't I don't think that this is a particularly dynamic read that I will go back to over and over again, but... but yeah. There's some interesting stuff here. It's a cool curiosity. Yeah. And yeah, I'm looking at these lyrics now. How I miss peace, for we remain, we fight war, we shake hands with love, etc. It's a good thing she didn't like, you know, mention like any specific key members of that, like Civil War, because they then Damon would have to like swoop in with those let me out noises. <laughs> <laughs> Which would just ruin the entire vibe. Of yeah, if she mentioned Al Baghdadi, they would have had to put some more wait, wait, wait. <laughs> No, I I imagine they would be there and they would be like really reverbed out and just be like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> so that they're more ethereal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she did this live in Dubai, which is cool. That's cool. Yeah, sweet. That is very cool. And next we've got another special uh, version of a track. It's Carnival, which this one was like highly anticipated. Yo, top three for Dylan. Top I, three for Dylan. I don't blame you. This is awesome. I fucking... This is my favorite of the alternate versions. I love it. This is this is the fav- my favorite of the alternate versions too, but it doesn't do a lot for me. Like, I don't need it. Like, I just like the, th- the fact that Damon is there. Yeah, it's fine, but he's not doing anything particularly cool, in my opinion. I just think it's, you know, another part of a song, and it's not the best part of the song. Mm-hmm. First of all, like, the drum programming in that part of the song is insane. There's some really true. crazy, like, rolls on the kick drum and on the snare that are, Who do like, you think that was? Unhinged. That's Twilight Zone. That's got to be thrown Twilight all the way. Nice. Uh, I like Damon's weird we have to wake up whisper that's like almost like the let me out whispers or the she's my collar whispers like that would make a nice little segue into let me out wouldn't it uh huh yeah that's although really... I like the way it works fine on the album and I even really like when Hamilton comes back at the end and it's like the arrangement underneath him is sparser like I almost could have seen this version working just as good or better on human I love yeah, I think it, yeah. I think it would have worked just as good because I don't know. I like it pretty much exactly the same. I, I think it's breathed some new life into Carnival, which is an easy human cut to forget about, for me anyway. I agree with you, Dylan. He sounds very distant, whereas like Hamilton is all kind of blood and guts right up in your face. I don't know. It's just like, I think it's a, it's a, it's a dash of flavor that adds something to the song. I really like it. I do think that Carnival is like an underrated human song, and I'm glad that people pay a little more attention to it now. Yeah. Top three. I think I think this was, a, this was really, really cool. I like this too. This was the first one that I... Uh, really attached myself to whenever I looked through this early in the morning. This was originally uh, one of my favorites, too. It is interesting, though, hearing some of these like straight-from-humans instrumentals in the context of this collection of songs, because the stuff that isn't attached to that album is like much more like cacophonous and atonal and... And, and Colombian. Yeah, <laughs> or, you know, industrial is a word that you Oh, that's going to be a fun new adjective we get to use when describing Gorilla's tracks. <laughs> that's true, <laughs> Colombian, right? Yeah, this one's a little Colombian. Mix 2 is pretty Colombian, but in a good way. <laughs> that's, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> continuing the, the great lineage of Damon Albarn's obsession with, with sea mammals and whales. We're going to be talking about that this weekend, aren't we? Yeah, we are. The whale, yeah. the whale motif will follow us all through the weekend. 
Five Wells in a Dream. Dude. Five Wells in a Dream. This Dude. one is sick. Dude. I like it. It's very 1970s to me. It, it makes me feel like Minnie Ripperton, like a song like Loving You or like a softer Diana Summer song. It's got a very bossa nova pop, like, you know, romantic circa that cheesy era feeling. This, to sounds, me. Like, this sounds like Damon's in a Hotel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I've never discussed it on the show. That's a little bit of a headcanon for me. I think, like, whenever I picture Damon Auburn, he's in a hotel or, like, on a tour bus or a train. We'll talk about this when we talk about these albums, but, like, Molly music, I picture, like, that made entirely in a hotel. Everyday robots, all made in a hotel. Right. Like, Dem- Demo Crazy, you know, hotel. Definitely hotel. Like, Damon Auburn is always in hotels, it's and true. here he's in another one. I love this song. I think it sounds like a can song. I think it sounds like oh, something nice. from Iggy Bamiyasi cool. or Future Days. Yeah. I think that he's doing a very Demo Suzuki vocal performance right here. I did not even realize. Yeah, no, this is a can song, and that is why this is my number one far and away. This is my favorite song on this collection. You know, I would, I'm would. i going to knock duets out of that number number three slot and put this one in here instead, I think. Yeah. Dope. yeah. yeah. I, because yeah. Like, that's actually a really good comparison, Max, because in spite of some of the like you know maybe some of these easy listening ideas that he's pulling from here there's also that really windy synth chord that like yeah. almost don't even match up with his vocals in this really interesting way in a like a tension building way that that's yeah. very con that's very con i completely agree i think the drum programming is really pleasant i think the chord progression is really nice and kind of developed like like I, there was a you were bringing up earlier uh trevor your concerns with like the tones and the textures on this record and this is uh the one that i think succeeds the most in that regard i think this has the nicest textures on any of these songs yeah I like this one a lot it is, you, it, even, it, it, and it fits because it, it is still a little noisy it's still a little wonky so yes. it does fit with everything yes. else there. I like really off-kilter elevator music. That's, <laughs> That's exactly what this is. That yeah. is 100% sure. what this is. And it is perfect. I don't know, guys. I don't know how this episode's shaking out, but we just nailed it on Five Whales of a Dream. I think we yes, nailed I think it. So. I think so. <laughs> yes, we did. I think so. Uh, I think Little Sims nails it on this next song. <laughs> Garage Palace. Like, maybe this is mainstream, but this is my number one. Oh, for sure it's my number one. This is okay, the best yeah. song on the record in my opinion. Yeah. I have a hot take. This is one of my least favorite songs on this that collection is a hot, song. Hot, well, hot you're take. wrong, but this one's really good. I like this one a lot. In fact, I like this a lot better than the live version. What? I think like, that they're two very different animals. I think they're they very are, different animals. And I like the live version is a lot of fun live, but like... For the life of me, I couldn't really tell you, like, what Garage Palace sounded like until I heard the studio one. Like, I remember seeing it, like, live at the forum, but I just remember it being really loud and little Sims yelling stuff. <laughs> now I, like, know what the song sounds like. The and it's, live like, really version of the song cool. is, like, it, the hype is the order of the day. It's like a hype, you know, yeah. steam engine. It almost becomes like a it almost becomes like a future garage version of like White Light or something live. The studio version of this, like I'll say, the worst thing about this is probably the beat programming. I don't think that the beat programming yeah. like, is interesting enough. It, it does it's a that little grind, annoying. You know, oh, I think it's fun. I like thing. it, especially the very long outro. It sounds like Damon's having a lot of fun on that. The outro is the best part of the of the of the programming, I think. But yeah. I think that this is like star making little Sims verses. I love these verses. I love her delivery. Can it be this is not star? Come on. That's so I can't believe this there. didn't make it onto the standard deluxe edition. I think it's great and I and it, I really like I really can't believe this didn't make it on there. And you know what? It's not it, it, there's it's not singly as a song. 
but it's a great single for this collection because it because it an honest representation of the strengths of this collection of songs. I will agree with that. Yeah, I can feel that. I will agree with that. And it's got that same kind of like industrial and like of a time and place sound too. I'm glad that you brought up the live version versus the studio version of Economy because I think a lot of the, I haven't looked at a lot of the fan conversations around this, but a lot of them seem to be focusing on, well, the live version, like, you know, her energy is not as good as on the live that, version. That, that old side of the Phantom. Let Me Out doesn't have a live drum. Why did, like, that's all the, like, why didn't Damon know that it had to have live drums? Hey, can someone illustrate to me the differences between the live version of Garage Palace and it's a lot more one? It's a lot more, like, high energy and, and like, more pumping and yeah. less kind of tight and like slick yeah. than this one feels I think. Yeah, Sims yeah. Yeah. is a great word for it. I think that Sims something she can do in the studio version that she can't really do live is sound a little bit bored. Like, there's there's times in this vocal delivery, even though it's very frantic and very, very rapid fire, that she's able to kind of squeeze off this kind of eye-rolling delivery. which A little disaffected. Exactly, yeah. which she can't do in that live version. And by the way, I'm not knocking the live version. It's awesome. It's a real experience to have at a live gorilla show, and she does amazing work in it. I just think that this is a more dynamic and, and interesting performance than that version. Yeah, I, I wasn't a... I wouldn't have called myself a Garage Palace fan until I heard this one. Sorry we just pronounced that wrong the entire time. So. Garage, Garage whatever. Palace. Garage Palace. Well, Maxon, not doing it for you? You can't, you can't follow us down the Garage Palace line? This is where the tones and textures problem really becomes an issue for me on this track. I think this sounds so empty and hollow compared to the live version. The live version f- feels like you're watching a, an explosion. I, I don't know. The, the things that made the live version... Uh, entertaining to me was was the through the roof energy and i feel like it's it's a little lost in the in when it translates to the studio version i feel like you lose some of it and um maybe if i hadn't heard the live version that i had at the forum maybe i would like this you're not alone i think a lot of listeners are going to resonate with that um but man i love this version i i would take it over the live version any time definitely and this is this is the like, if there is one big keeper from this collection, it's this one. The I love it. Agree. Hey, what do you who, think about who's uh, your caller? Well, you know, I was kind of when it first came on, I was groaning uh, about like leaving all these cool originals that we'd had in a row here and going back to another humans alternate. But uh, honestly, I'll kind of take all the Caliuchas I can get at this point. Like, I'm I'm very hyped up for her new album. I think both of the singles from it have been amazing. Um, you know what's awesome about this, Trevor? What? The the conversation that it has when she's my caller. Have you looked at the translation? Yes, it's a, it's a, it's oh, a Latin cool. Simone kind of deal, right? Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, nice. My favorite thing about it is that it's totally shed new light on the album version just because of, honestly, the real name of this is Espihoya. That's the real name of this song. Uh, that mm-hmm. means that means he's my jewel, which is what she's referring to Damon's character in the song as. Uh, so you put those two together and you get a jeweled collar, which is a very like princessy, interesting, you know, garment Ooh. kind of from antiquity. Have you ever have you ever seen a jeweled collar? I haven't. I thought you were just gonna start telling me that Damon's into some like S and M shit or something like that. No, quite the opposite. <laughs> quite the opposite. Think like think something that the human version of a of a of a 
fine French poodle with an English saddle clip would wear, you know? Yeah, Damon fucking Auburn. An, an elegant, <laughs> long-necked beauty with a, with a sparkling diamond-encrusted collar. So you Damon put these, fucking Auburn. Exactly. You put these two together, he's my jewel, she's my collar. It, I don't know. That just brings, that breathes a whole new life into it to me. And I think that uh, for for to say a word that I think sounds creepy coming out of my mouth, I think that her delivery is very sexy on the song, Trevor. I think it's very I sexy. Honestly, I don't care for Kelly just I don't think. Oh, I love it. I, I like gotta... she's my caller a lot, but she isn't what I like. She's not one of the strengths. I don't think I realize this is like a very unpopular opinion about that song, but like her bridge is like just not really my favorite part. There's I think that delivery of we what is it? We had agreement, though, is like really clunky. We made agreement. though. We made agreement, though, like it's really clunky and kind of falls flat for me. I love she's my caller, but that part is just like serviceable. This isn't going to sound like a compliment and it's going to sound like I've been your your uh, on your side, but I'm not. I'm a big fan. I think at times she pulls off this interesting like celebutant, like almost Latin American Fergie thing where like she's got this kind of you know, I'm a pampered pop star delivery, but I think that there's a there's more fangs behind it. She's a little smarter. She's a little bit edgier. Uh, I love her delivery on this song, and I think it's very sexual and it's very effective. I really like her her this whole take, and I'm really glad that we have it. I think she could do a really good Bond theme. I think that this almost is a Bond theme. <laughs> yeah, I know, and that's what like she would be able to like kill one. Oh, yeah. that's a good that's a good way of looking at this. That song. would be a James Bond movie this too, right? James She's my collar. The best this delivery is when she goes Una Serpentina. Yeah, this is Gorillaz's James Bond theme song. Can you believe that there was a James Bond movie called Octopussy? I feel like if there wasn't a James Bond movie called Octopussy, like James Bond would occupy a very different space in our culture. Like I think I don't like those <laughs> movies. Do you like those movies? Are you a James Bond fan? They're just really boring. <laughs> They're really fucking boring. My dad loves James Bond. Is there any James Bond gorillas connection? Maybe there is like a picture of Timothy Dalton in Phase One Kong Studio. Oh, yeah, for sure. One of those dudes made the right in there somewhere. Right? Yeah. I feel like there's got to be like a, you know, one day we really do need to sit down and do a whole episode of like Seven Degrees of Gorillas. That would be so interesting. I feel like I feel like I could. I feel like I could probably get to Sean Connery in like three or four steps. Oh, <laughs> probably right. Probably. Yeah, like now isn't the time to do it. That's a future episode. That's a season fifteen episode if I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Phoenix on the Hill featuring uh, Sadiki Diabate. Uh, we had a little bit of knowledge about this one going in. This was the uh, song they've been walking onto the stage for the concerts. Yeah, and, and in Demon Days, they kind of did it as the Cool Clown Clan or whatever, as those black hooded figures. Right. Um, and then they kept it up for a little while until they kind of like settled into M1A1 as the actual set opener. Yeah. Yeah. So we kind of knew what we were getting here. We'd heard a version of this anyway, um, played over the PA at a, uh, during a live stream. So. Yeah. Uh, I kind of knew what the, what the, what I was getting into going into this, and I knew that it was like weird and that it featured this this Mali musician who Damon is uh, he must be a subject of Damon's now right Damon's a king of Mali is that how that Damon works Damon is a local king of yeah <laughs> he's <laughs> Malian royalty you know he's doing his thing he's 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 singing his part which is very heavily and very weirdly loosely auto-tuned also yeah it's a cool effect I think yeah. I don't know like this isn't one of my favorites and like I didn't remember what it sounded like before we like got these tracks 
but I think this is pretty cool. It sounds like something that would maybe even show up on like a more abstract part of like a Kanye West album, like on like Yeezus. Oh, good point. Good point. Yeah. Like on Yeezus or like Pablo or something. Yeah, like, I can uh, totally like see that. that. Weird vocoded voice at the end of "Father Stretch My Hands." Sure. I can totally see that. I can totally sure, see yeah. that. And I really like. There's this one part where this really punchy, like cut up piano part comes in. That's really cool sounding. And when the bass comes in, I also think it sounds very cool. It's very weird. <laughs> I think that it's the, very weird. It's yeah, a very, it's a, it's a very one. odd thing, which makes it, I think, a good thing. It's, it's odd in an interesting way to me. It's a, it's an oddity. It, it is, is truly an oddity. oddity. Yeah, it's yeah. not obnoxious. It's just very distinctive and unlike anything else in the catalog. And uh, yeah, I get, it gets my, I give it a thumbs up. I like it. A lot of this doesn't sound like previous Gorillaz material, really, at all. That's the thing about Gorillaz material, dude. It never sounds like what came before. True. Hey. Yeah, that's always like every time they put out anything, somebody goes, "This doesn't sound like gorilla." And I, <laughs> I, I never am quite sure what that means. Yeah, well, yeah, well, what yeah. is gorillas anyway? That's true. That's very. True. I'm glad that this is here. Um, it was a weird choice to enter the stage to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's not even like it's the opener here or anything. No, that's the anti-penultimate track. Yeah, yeah. You could say that gorillas are a very transformative band. Sure. Sure. Transformer is the last track on this compilation. And I guess at one point we might be led to believe was the title track of a Gorillaz album that never came out called Transformer. Right. It was going to be a. It was going to be a soundtrack for the latest Michael Bay. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine like some Bayhem happening to this weird little fucking song? Uh, this is this is I have no memory of what this song sounds oh, like. Oh, I do. I know what this song sounds like. It sounds like a sped up Kraut Rocky version of the Twin Peaks theme song. Oh, that's uh, mm. sure, maybe. It's like two warm chords back and forth, like the Twin Peaks theme song. But it's like yeah, Maxton just played it in our headphones, so I couldn't hear what you were saying. But I <laughs> I hear that for a second. Yeah, it's got it's got kind of a it starts with it starts out almost sounding like a rally, like at a fascist dystopian rally or something. It's got like a march going to it. Like we're getting ready to say the non-conformist oath or something, right? Right. <laughs> I like that very reedy synth. I like, I get a lot of interesting imagery when I listen to this. I feel like I wish that it had a proper, like, bass drop or a beat drop in it. But it, it kind of gets there for me. Like, it, it kind of gets there for me. It almost sounds like a potential, like, first crack at the opening theme of the Gorillaz cartoon or something. Like, it's got a, it's got a, it's got a, kinetic feeling about it and again maybe it's just that it reminds me of the twin peaks it's well but uh yeah i feel this i feel this it's not my least favorite thing here i love the little uh noisy drum kind of sample that opens it up and uh i was wondering i asked trevor if he uh if he thought this was all a lou reed reference and i want to ask you the same thing dylan i think no i think i think we heard what damon explained what transformer meant and it was something about like the singularity it was about like mm. yeah humans... you know the z represents evolution <laughs> yeah it was like something about humans being Actual on quote. the humans being on the on the cusp of turning into robots or something yeah. got it <laughs> much like cars turn into robots in the hit michael bay series of films. <laughs> and those are the um Humans Deluxe Edition Super Version Bonus Track. Age sides, baby. Have you have you seen any of the scans of like the the art stuff? Because I haven't. 
No, I know there's been some like um, I know there's been some like unboxing threads on Reddit. I think, but I haven't checked any of those out. I, we should we should dive into some of that stuff before Sunday and maybe report back on what we find. Um, also, also, what we didn't report on in this is that there's a whole music video for for Garage Palace. But we'll like, talk. I think we should talk about that uh, uh, during the news on Sunday. For sure, but just just rest assured, listener, we know. We know. <laughs> we know. We know all about Don't. it. Hallelujah, monkeys is not sleeping. No. Before you fire up those Twitter fingers, <laughs> Twitter we got gotcha. you. I'm potentially. Anyway. I'm potentially going to be like a zombie at my kid's sister's bat mitzvah tomorrow, just so I can cut together this emergency episode for you, listeners. <laughs> Mazel tov. Mazel, Mazel tov. It's a, it's a, it's a, I'm having a very Jewish weekend. So, Dylan, I want to challenge you to something. Max, then you can participate too if you'd like. I'd love to. So we got we got like a good like what like half hour forty five minutes of material here. Yeah, forty five. I want you 45. to I want you to assemble this into like a five or like four, however many track like you know a brief, abridged like Apple Music slash Spotify exclusive like super deluxe edition sampler EP. You got it. I'm immediately throwing out one of my top three, which is the the two D special of Anthony Hamilton, because as much as I of, of sorry of of, of uh, carnival because as much as I enjoy it, I think to really give you the sampler, I should just stick to the full originals. Um, so I am going to open my my five track uh, extravaganza with Garage Palace. Went right out of the gate with that one. Right mm. out of the gate. Right out of the gate. Oh, um, I'll give you. I'll I'll let you have sleeping powder too. I don't need it. Okay. Ooh. I just wanted to throw it out there because I, I may or may not have used it on mine. I appreciate it, but I'm but I'm turning it down. I think number two, duets, it has a perfect kind of like now we're settling in feeling to it. Okay. And then just to just to to stir the pot up a little bit. I know that this might be a weird choice for when Colombians. You're, you're not going to go with Colombians. <laughs> no, no, you absolute madman. No, just to just to be honest about what this collection is, I think that Phoenix on the Hill is a really good representation of what's okay. going on going on on these super deluxe tracks. Then sure. Five Whales in a Dream, and then I finish with Midnight Float. Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah. So uh, mine, a little bit different. I'm going to open with Midnight Float. Like it because I think it's got a really nice kind of like ambient fade up and then it like really kicks off and that shivers down my backbone leaves us like in a good place to go into track two which i would have as sleeping powder because i think it like deserves a home and i think this would be a good spot for it although now you know thinking about whether we're going to be getting that tour album i do think it'd be better there well but, but still not, we don't know that today so for today it's we track don't. two on your sale and track three is duets because i right. think it's a good little mid 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 album kind of break like it I'd uh, put Garage Palace kind of towards the end because, you know, it works good towards the end of their live set. And I think it would be a good, like, uh, you know, penultimate track here. What are you closing with? I'm closing with Phoenix on the Hill, the song that they chose to hey! open their concert with for a while. I like it. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Maxon, you're going you're gonna to throw? Yeah, I do. I have a little six track extravaganza. I didn't quite follow the same rules. Six that is you fine. Got. You know, I like, sim- I I, like symmetry. I love. A little six track EP. I'm looking at I'm looking at those tracks you have highlighted there though, and I'm only seeing five. I'm just oh, gonna yeah. say my head canon is that the last one you name comes after two minutes of silence and there's a hidden track, but go for it. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> I'm actually gonna open this collection with uh, sleeping powder. Uh, I really love uh, the version of this deluxe 
collection that Trevor put together that opens with that. That harpsichord, and, man. Yeah, I would in. be I remiss fair. if I if I didn't try to um, try to recreate that magic in the in my little six track EP version. And then I think uh, right after that, I want to go um, into duets. Nice and uh, washed away. Yeah. And then after that, um, I, I, I think I, I'm not going to do any real rearranging here. I'm going to keep it mostly in the, in the sequence that, I, that it was presented to me. And I, I would do uh, Sleeping Powder duets, uh, the drum special of Andromeda, because I kind of absolutely love it. Yeah, Hold, do it, Tom. Yeah. Five Whales in a Dream. I would include Garage Palace as my representative of the full collection track. And uh, I personally, w- uh, I want to close with Transformer. I think it's a, I, I like think it's that. a really nice, it's nice, Works cool well. little yeah. closer. Yeah. I and, wish, uh, I my... wish that you would seek. I wish you'd had the balls to sequence Grillin with his face. But, but <laughs> yeah. that being said, I, 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 I don't, respect your, I don't I respect have those balls. Sense. I respect. But can, can you, can you imagine the world, which you know, I'm sure is right next to ours <laughs> in the whole like you know parallel universe thing? Like we get like there is like a super deluxe version of this album. That just has grown to the space as the bonus track <laughs> in the way that D sides just had film trailer music. I want to pose. A, I want to pose a parallel question to you. Do you think that there's some kid on either the Gorillas subreddit or some far flung Gorillas fan Discord who asked in earnest the question? Do you think that's supposed to be Russell? <laughs> I think. I think that's a good note to close the episode on. All right, we'll see you on Sunday with the with the with the regular the ass episode. Good, the bad, and the queen. I check Wikipedia; it's currently the queen. They'll have to change the name <laughs> of the album after she dies, like they do with their national anthem. Unfortunately, we'll talk about that all that <laughs> good stuff on Sunday. All right, thanks for having me, you guys. I appreciate any time you guys let me come on. And, Max, uh, it's not the last. We'll see you. You'll be back. Absolutely not. You're a beloved member of the Howley Monkeys okay. family. Like I said, Maxton is a very talented musician. He releases music under the name Infinite Freefall. And he just put out a single today. Yeah, I put out That's two amazing. new songs today. Thank you. Uh, the the uh, it's probably by the time this is posted going to be uh, maybe a day or two old. But uh, the two new songs I put out are called "Belonging" and "World on Fire," and they're the two singles from an EP I'm going to release next week called "Belonging." And um, I don't know. Just want to encourage you guys to go check it out. I think it's the best thing I've ever released so far, honestly. Well, and, hey, uh, fuck this super deluxe vinyl. Let's go out with a little of one of those singles. Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to go out with belonging? You should guys we, should play belonging. I would be really we'll play flattered. Max's new singles. We go out. Yeah, let's give that a spin. Hey, thank you so much for coming on, Maxton. Don't. Do you have anything you want to plug before we go? Uh, yeah. you know, just just my little sister becoming a woman. Ooh, that sounds gross. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. Until next time, you want to flip it? I'll do it. But yeah, let's flip it. Until next time, I'm Dylan Flynn. I'm Trevor Acraft. And I'm Maxton Stenstrom. Don't get lost in heaven. Demo!
the things that I'm over you decide. 